Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, welcome, welcome into another edition of World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. Pleasure and a privilege to be with you as always. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Checking out the website, worldsoccertalk.com. Tweet me at NateWST. Tweet all of us at World Soccer Talk. A special hello, as always, to our men and women overseas listening on the American Forces Network. So yesterday, I was so caught up in my excitement for the David Goldblatt interview and so caught up in wanting to talk all about Brendan Rodgers and have a little rational thinking in regards to firing managers. And we talked a little bit about Jurgen Klinsmann, and then I got real carried away with the conversation on Brendan. I completely forgot to mention that I was at the Quake Sounders match on Saturday night in San Jose. I'd never seen Clint Dempsey in person until Saturday night. Clint had an okay game. Sounders won. Quakes won. Well, on Wednesday night, tomorrow, I'll be heading to Avaya Stadium again, representing this fine radio program, and I will get to see that team from French Canada that has won Didier Drogba playing for them. It's the Montreal Impact and the San Jose Earthquakes tomorrow. World Soccer Talk Radio will be in the house as Didier Drogba steps foot on the Avaya Stadium pitch for the first time. <laughs> Cannot wait to see Didier Manana. That should be quite the time. Champions League group stage kicking off today. Whole lot of great games going on. Check out everything going on in the Champions League. USA and Mexico coming out with their 35-man preliminary rosters for the CONCACAF Cup coming up in a little less than one month, October 10th down there at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. On the U.S. side, no Timmy Chandler. Thank God! Oh, did someone say something? And uh, no Breck Shea. Eh, okay, I can, I can sum up my, my take on Breck Shea not being on the roster with one sound. Eh. All right, moving on. In this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, we're heading south of the border, baby. That's right, down Mexico way. John Arnold is with us, and we're going to talk all about this telenovela that is Chivas Guadalajara right now. Chivas, in case you didn't know, in case you haven't been following Liga MAX or, or checking out the, the poll south of the border, Chivas mired in a battle to avoid relegation. And yesterday, they fired their manager, Chepo de la Torre. So we'll talk all about the telenovela that is Chivas Guadalajara with John Arnold, and we'll get into the CONCACAF Cup, take a little U.S. look at it, and, of course, a Mexican look at it and figure out what Tuca Ferretti is up to. John Arnold with us on the other side of this break. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. 
see the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Football season starts Sunday, and you could kick things off by winning $2 million at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. It may only be week one, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch could take you closer to a $2 million payday. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code Bonsanto to play for free for a shot at part of $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter Bonsanto for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Howdy, folks. It's me, Colonel Sanders. Now, there are an awful lot of lunch options available to you, the American workforce. But do not settle for some hamburger. Get your hands on my $5 fill-up, friends. It is a delicious bounty of lunchtime abundance. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Drum thigh side cookie medium drink. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax extra. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I promised a trip south of the border down Mexico way in this edition of the program. And without further ado, it's time to welcome in John Arnold coming to us live and direct from Tijuana, Mexico. John, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, pleasure to be here. So I, I read your tweet uh, that you sent out uh, about an hour ago, and, and you said that, you know, yesterday we had David Goldblatt on the show, so you apologized in advance for any, uh, you know, crumbling of quality guests on this show. I think, I, I, I read into things quite a bit. I, I break out the magnifying glass. I think you were just coming up with a, a strategic ploy to lower expectations, and then you're just going to blow everybody away. It's very, very Sir Alex Ferguson-like. <laughs> 
Right, it's the old manager's trick. No, I I have a ton of respect for for Mr. Goldblatt. I think he, I mean, he literally wrote the book. So, so uh, <laughs> we'll see what I can do. I'll do what I can, but I won't be too upset if people have low expectations that I can then exceed. <laughs> All right. Well, let's head right down to Guadalajara right now. The subject on everybody's mind when it comes to Mexican soccer, as far as a uh, club clubs down in Mexico. We'll talk about the national team a little bit later in the show in the Concacaf Cup on October 10th between the USA and El. But here, let's just put it quite simply, John, what the hell's going on with Chivas right now? They are mired in a battle to avoid relegation. The words Chivas and relegation should never, ever be in the same sentence. And then yesterday, they finally cut their cut their partnership with Chepo de la Torre. They fire their manager, the former Mexican national team manager. Chepo's gone. And who do they bring in? But Matias Almeida, the former River Plate manager, who was actually a part of that River team that got relegated in Argentina back in 2011. I mean, all this stuff just tying right back to the original question. What the hell's going on with this telenovela that is Chivas Guadalajara, John? It's a mess. It's, it's a team that, you know, it, it's Twitter bio, and it's recently changed to add a little bit, but it used to just say Mexico's most important club, and that's how it thinks of itself, and it's probably not too far off, but if it's really Mexico's most important club, it probably needs to win a couple more matches, win a little bit more regularly. Chepo de la Torre actually kind of brought that last last tournament, the Clausura, his team made the playoffs, um, but yeah, still battling relegation because of Mexico's system that kind of combines the last six tournaments that you played. They divide uh, the matches played by the points, and then the lowest uh, total goes down in the spring. So honestly, Chivas will probably be fine, but the fact they're even in the discussion is an embarrassment. It's also weird to me that they, they fired Chepo. Yes, they haven't had a very good start to the season, but they've been hard hit by injuries. Um, they, I don't know. I mean, you had this guy who was able to turn your project around. He took over in October of 2014, turned the team around toward the end, had a good tournament. And then after a slow start in eight games, cut bait, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a very odd strategy, especially when... As you mentioned, you bring in a manager who isn't really well proven, uh, doesn't really have a great record. And, you know, to top things off, doesn't know the Mexican game as well as Chepo does, as well as some other managers that are on the market do. So it's, it's a very puzzling decision. You kind of have to wonder where the management's head is at, but we'll see how it works out. The other thing is that, that Chepo's brother, Nestor, was a sporting director of the club, and, and he's also gone now as well. He's parting ways with the team too. So it's it's a time of transition, and I'm not really sure if you want to have that time of transition right now when your team is, uh, A, just barely starting the, the, the new tournament, and B, in a situation where they might find themselves in a real relegation fight uh, in the spring. Yeah, Chivas parting ways with the entire De La Torre family over the uh, last couple of days. And how how did it get this bad? Because I think back to to my soccer upbringing and following the Mexican League for so many years and and following Chivas. There were, there were spells in the 90s and early 2000s, consecutive tournaments, apertura, clausuras of, of, of mediocrity, but never consecutive seasons of of just downright awfulness. And, and I know there's there's a playoff appearance mixed in there, but overall it's been one of the worst spells in, in cl- modern club history. How did it get this bad over these last few seasons? I think you had a lot of things kind of coming together to make it bad. You know, I think the easy and, and answer, the short answer, and the answer that a lot of fans will give you is simply Jorge Vergara, the owner um, who took over and has kind of run the club micromanaged. I, I don't want to say he's the Jerry Jones of Mexico because he's, he's not the club's technical director. He's not the club's GM, but he definitely meddles and, and kind of 
and, and he's involved in a saga with his current wife who they're kind of splitting the assets up with the I don't, I don't know if the divorce is official or what's going on but they're they're having some strife and they're splitting up the assets that's a mess as well so it's easy to point the finger there and that's definitely a big part of it but i think it might be a little too easy to just say well Jorge Vergara showed up and the club started to to be bad I think that Chivas is a bit of a victim of globalization. Uh, they have a Mexican-only player policy, which I wrote about a little bit on World Soccer Talk today. Um, but, you know, you see teams like Athletic succeeding in La Liga still. So I, that limits them. And you have the best Mexican players. Instead of wanting to sign with Chivas, you know, it's much easier to sign with a team like a PSV in, in, in the Netherlands. It's much easier to sign with Porto, you know, in Portugal, who have signed these big-time Mexican players. So it's harder for Chivas to attract these these top Mexican talents, you know, they, they have a cap on themselves. They have a limit. Players know that players, agents know that. And I think it makes it tough to get the best players that you can, you know, when you, when you're fighting, not only other Mexican teams for these top talents, but also the European teams and some of the smaller European teams. So I think Chivas has been a bit of a victim of how global the game really has become in the past, you know, decade, I would say with the, you know, even the internet, just making scouting easier. I think that's hurt Chivas. You know, I think it's a combination of mismanagement and frankly, just globalization with this club having this rule that, that frankly, no other, it's a handicap that no other club is dealing with. Well, John, I, I can't believe that you, you made the comparison there between Jorge Vergara and Jerry Jones, because for so many years, I've always explained to people that Chivas very much parallel the Dallas Cowboys and this attitude of we are Mexico's team and Mexico's most important team and the way the, the Dallas Cowboys in American football are labeled, we're America's team. And yeah, there's yeah there's 31 other teams in our league, but we're America's team. And, and this sort of pomposity that, that people associate with brands like the Dallas Cowboys and in this case, Chivas Guadalajara, I can't believe that you actually brought up the comparison there with Jerry Jones. And the, the literally the next thing I wanted to ask you about here and you've already touched on this briefly what many people look at is as something that's very primitive and the the mexican only player rule with chivas and a refusal to ever move away from that and a refusal to to adapt to a modern era in any way has has it been something where you would label their philosophies and, and many of the actions of whether it's jorge vergara or other people at the top of the club as as primitive I think it's definitely retro. It's a throwback. <laughs> um, look, I, I think the thing, you know, this policy is is the fans, of course, cling to it. And I, and I understand that. You know, there's something to be said for national pride and that kind of thing. But I wrote today that, you know, you look at a club like Barcelona. Well, Barcelona fans are not going to be upset that Leo Messi, Luis Suarez, and Neymar are all South Americans and yet led their club to the European title because they still led their club to the European title. But Barcelona is still a club that very much has that identity. You know, they, they have Mexican club. They have that, that you know, that, that kind of national feeling still, despite the fact that they allow players from other places to, to play on their team. I don't know if we'll ever see the change, but I think it's a bit odd because you look and they bring in an Argentine to manage the team. The club has been managed by a Dutch Dutchman three different times. A Hungarian was the boss in the in the nineties uh, in the history <laughs> of the club. Um, you know, it, there's been all these different managers. So I've, I'm just you know, it's part of the club's history that a manager can be from whatever part. We don't care, but a non-Mexican cannot wear this sacred shirt. It's it's a 
it's a handicap, like I said, you know, because the other Mexican teams aren't dealing with this. And if you look at the Liga MX scoring table right now, just if you look at forwards, Omar Bravo is the top scoring Mexican right now, but he's behind, I think, seven or eight South American players, plus Andre Pierre Gignac, who obviously is French, um, in the scoring table. So these players are coming in, scoring goals, helping their teams to victory. Chivas just isn't able to get that advantage. They aren't able to leverage that talent. John Arnold is with us here on World Soccer Talk Radio talking all about the soap opera in Guadalajara with that famous Mexican side known as Chivas. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this fight to avoid relegation for Chivas Guadalajara. And as promised a little bit later in the show, we'll talk Jurgen Klinsmann. We'll talk Tuca Ferretti. We're talking the CONCACAF Cup on October 10th down there in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. John Arnold and yours truly, Nate Abarea, back with you after this right here, World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Howdy folks, it's me, Colonel Sanders. Now, there are an awful lot of lunch options available to you, the American workforce. But do not settle for some hamburger. Get your hands on my $5 fill-up, friend. It is a delicious bounty of lunchtime abundance. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Drum thigh side cookie medium drink. Pricing and participation may vary. Tax extra. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Com. Cheers. Football season starts Sunday, and you could kick things off by winning $2 million at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. It may only be week one, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch 
could take you closer to a $2 million payday. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code Bonsanto to play for free for a shot at part of $10 million in Sunday's Millionaire Maker event. Enter Bonsanto for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Abarea back here with John Arnold talking all about Liga MX and specifically Chivas Guadalajara. Currently mired in a battle to avoid relegation. And what I want to do right now is I want you, the listener, and, and John and, and yours truly will do the same thing as well. We're going to close our eyes for a second and just imagine Chivas Guadalajara, this proud, Amazing tradition, this incredible club with so much history, known as, as Mexico's club, the true Mexican team. And we're going to close our eyes and just imagine Chivas Guadalajara on the road at Sonora. Chivas Guadalajara playing a match in Oaxaca against Alebrijes, Oaxaca. Just, just imagine that for a second. Okay, we open our eyes. John Arnold, I'm going to shoot it right to you. What was that like? What was that vision of Chivas Guadalajara on the road taking on Alebrijes Oaxaca? What did you see? Well, I think you get pretty good attendance for a second division match. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, and equally interesting is to consider Estadio Omni Life, the palace that Jorge Vergara built for Chivas just outside of Guadalajara, uh, being occupied by Chivas facing off against, yeah, Zacatecas or... Lobos blew up. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty unthinkable. It's pretty unthinkable. Now, what's it going to take to rescue this thing? Because we're, we're, we're laughing off air about, uh, you know, about the, the man with the greatest hair now in all of, of Liga MX, Matias Almeida, the new, the new manager, the former River Plate boss. What's it going to take for, for him to rescue this thing? Because it's still the same squad. It's still the squad that, that Chepo assembled. And as we were talking about on, on break there a few minutes ago, I, apart from a few crazy fans who wanted Chepo's head, there's really not anybody out there, any journalists in Mexico or even around the world that cover Chivas or cover the Mexican League that think firing Chepo was a good idea. What's it going to take for, uh, for Almeida to rescue this thing? There's two things that I think are very, very you know, obvious that, that it could take for Chivas to, to stay in the top division. I think the first is the continued difficulties for Dorados, the newly promoted team. Uh, newly promoted teams have a lot of difficulties staying up. Last year, uh, Guadalajara neighborhood was relegated because basically they just don't have the, the number of games needed to make a good percentage mark. So really, if Dorados continues to play poorly, Chivas could also continue to play poorly and still stay in the top flight. The other thing is just Chivas getting healthy. You know, they have Osvaldo Alanis was signed to much fanfare during the uh, during the summer as a center back who is, you know, going to come in and, and, and help shore up the defense. The defense that was already pretty solid with Jair Pereira, Carlos Salcedo. But he's been injured. He's had some difficulty. He played to the national team. It wasn't it didn't go very well. Uh, but Marco Fabian and, and Isaac Brizuela, these two creative players have also been injured. So. You know, it's a team that hasn't been healthy, and I think just getting those pieces back will be huge. I mean, that's that's kind of the reason I think that some of us are so not surprised because this kind of stuff has happened with Chivas for some time now. But some of us think it's a poor choice to fire Chepo and not have any patience because you know they're sitting on seven points. The team in eighth place, Puebla, right now has twelve points. 
it's not that much of a gap to close to get to the playoffs. This team is just getting healthy. Sheppel's, you know, formation, Sheppel's tactics worked for you last season. So they make a switch. So honestly, I mean, I think that that Almeida can come in and, and basically do the same thing if he just gets a healthy lineup. Obviously, fans always want to see some sort of tactical change. But quite frankly, I think if he just puts, you know, 11 healthy players out there, he should be able to stay in the top flight. John, you talk about the ridiculous lack of patience from from Jorge Vergara and, and the rest of his cronies down there in Guadalajara. Clearly, they did not listen to the final segment of, of yesterday's World Soccer Talk Radio, where I talked all about being rational with these managers and not being so quick to go to the guillotine. I, clearly, Vergara turned off the show after uh, David Goldblatt left at the 37 mark. But hey, next time, Jorge, try to listen to the end of the show. We'll try to mm-hmm. help you out. All right, Liga MX besides Chivas, besides the soap opera in Guadalajara. What's your favorite storylines going on in the league right now? you got Pumas and León neck and neck after eight matches up at the top of the table. And, and as always in this league, all sorts of weirdness already breaking out. What are, you, what are you following most? What are you most excited about apart from all this Chivas chaos? Yeah, you know, I really like Pumas. I think it's a great story. You look at a team like, uh, like Chivas that struggled for so long, one of the four grandes of Mexico, um, Pumas has kind of been in that situation where they've been struggling and all of a sudden now, uh, you know, they kind of they had some patience. They let things stay mostly the same, uh, even though they haven't had the best campaigns lately. And all of a sudden they're just scoring goals in in buckets. They're one of the best teams to watch as far as a a fun team. They had been giving up a lot of goals, but they've kind of shored up the defense as well. So they're sitting in first place. They're on five straight wins. Uh, and, and it's kind of, kind of a resurgence for this club that has once been great, hasn't been so great lately. And it's a nice story to see them back near the top, you know, America is, is in the capital rival. I think it's going to be great to see those teams kind of battle down the stretch. It'd be nice if they could meet in the playoffs, have a capital, capital clash, a rivalry match, uh, coming down the pike there. I think that's interesting to watch. And I think the other thing I'm keeping an eye on that's, that's maybe not quite as, Splashy is uh, Veracruz and Caretaro are two teams that are not traditional powers who both had very good tournaments last season. Uh, Caretaro was able to make the final against Santos. Veracruz uh, was the leader for quite some time during the season. How are they responding to the increased expectations? So far, both teams haven't really shined. Um, you know, Veracruz has been better than than uh, than Caretaro. Caretaro is having some trouble, but both those teams have. Uh, experienced managers, experienced squads, and and they have the pressure up now. So I'm keeping an eye on that, uh, something to watch for maybe uh, below the surface. The other thing, real quick, is Tuca Ferretti, the the Mexico interim manager, uh, managing Tigres. How is he balancing those jobs so far? No problem, because uh, Mexico did all right during that September friendly window. Tigres are on a a four-match win streak in the league, so they're rolling along. They beat uh, America in one of the marquee clashes last weekend. So that's another thing to watch is kind of how Ferretti's men uh, are coping with, with having a manager only some of the time. And we'll talk all about Duca, the interim Mexican national team manager, in the next segment. I want to ask you real quickly about one other team. It's a team that I've followed in Mexico for, for quite some time, going back to their time, actually, in the second division when I had some, some family friends who, who traveled to Guanajuato commonly, and I said, hey, if you guys bring me back a Leon jersey, I will adopt Leon as my Mexican team. I was like 11 or 12 years old when I told them this, and they said, hey, Wero, you know they're in the second division, right? Like, are you, sh- are you sure you want to commit to something? like that and I said absolutely you bring me back that jersey I will adopt Leon for the rest of my life and, and found out all about this great American connection with going back to Marcelo Balboa and Eric Winalda and now with William Yarborough here in the uh, in, in the modern day 
what what did you make over the last few years? This is this is kind of taking a step back, not just this season, but what Leon did, and obviously what money can do, having money inserted into your club, what it can do, but the rise of the the revival of of a once proud club that sank into just this depths of of downright horror. I mean, down in down in the second division, stuck down there in the what was the Primera A for for so long, making it back up and then becoming two time champions and now still sticking it out uh, around the top of the table. What do you make of the Leon story, John, over the last few years? Yeah, it's nice. You know, a lot of the time, uh, the clubs outside of kind of the hubs, you know, the the Monterrey, the the Mexico City, the the Guadalajara. Outside of those cities, it's difficult for some of these clubs to kind of get back on the map. And once they, once they fall, or or if they fall, or if they kind of just start in that level, it's hard to jump up. Especially because in Mexico, yes, there's promotion and relegation, but it's just one team that comes up every spring. And as I mentioned, it's it's the most difficult for those newly promoted clubs to stay in the top division. So I think first of all, León, Antiguana, and, and some of the other clubs who have come up recently have done really well to just stick around for as long as they have. Uh, making it in Liga MX for as long as they have is an accomplishment. And I think that that speaks to speaks to a couple of things. You know, it speaks to yes, as you mentioned, the directors committing to spending money to keeping good players around to signing uh, foreign players. Uh, foreign players are able to you know provide a boost to your domestics, your homegrowns, um, and also paying some money to keep those guys around. You know, Guli Pena was was a transfer target you know a couple summers ago with a couple European teams. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but he's still you know with the team kicking around. They've signed some other big names. Mauro Baselli uh, is having a really good year this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a team that that I think, you know, you have to give credit for the long-term vision. And that's in stark contrast to Chivas, which we were talking about. You know, when you have a club that's willing to say, we're going to accept some poor results at the start, but we believe we believe in the project that this manager has, I think it's it's really something. You know, it's something remarkable. And, and it's all too rare in Mexico. So I think that Leona is an example. Tijuana, again, another example of a team that's had a long-term project, stuck with it, and had some patience and, and reaping the benefits. John, we've got 90 seconds before we got to head to another break here on World Soccer Talk Radio. What I want to ask you is how did you fall in love with, with Mexican soccer? No, it's interesting. I think just watching games, you know, it was the easiest league to watch when I was growing up. It's over, you know, over free TV on Univision. <laughs> yep. And so you just kind of flip it on and there it is. And and just the passion, the electricity, the crowd, you know, is is always into it and that kind of thing. Not that that doesn't happen in MLS now, but it was very apparent that everyone was very into what was happening. And I think that's easy to to kind of be attracted to. Who were some of the first favorite heroes for you, first Mexican league heroes when you were growing up watching this stuff? Oh, man, I had Jared Borghetti just pouring him in, you know. He's, just uh, just Borghetti up top, <laughs> hit it, hit it up to the big lug. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. That's that's uh, that's where that's the old school for me. I am not too old, but yeah, that's that's where it's at for me. Super, super hard as as he was called by by many a people. And if you ever needed a goal late in a match off a set piece, just get get Jared in the box. Get it, get it, get it. Borghetti, one of the all time greats for not only uh, the Mexican national team but all throughout the Mexican league for the various teams that he played for and. Even at a brief spell, a lot of people forget that Jared Borghetti showed a lot of bravery and actually went across the pond to England and, yeah. and played not all too much, but did score a few goals for Bolton Wanderers at the Reebok Stadium. That's right, with, Sam, uh, with, uh, with Big Sam actually managing uh, that side when Jared Borghetti went over and played for Bolton for a couple of seasons. That was uh, quite the interesting spell for that Mexican legend. Cheers to you, Jared Borghetti, wherever you are. I know you're a uh, loyal listener of this program. World Soccer Talk Radio with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. When we get back, as promised, we're taking a trip to Pasadena 
Rose Bowl time, October 10th, USA, Mexico, CONCACAF Cup, Tuca Ferretti, the interim manager against Jurgen Klinsmann, the German on the hot seat, question mark? We'll get into all that and more after this. World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Mom, you text so slow. Abbreviate. Use BTW for by the way and LOL for laugh out loud. Well, I'm texting dad to make a reservation at America's Best Value Inn. Got one for that? ABVI. ABVI? America's Best Value Inn. Everyone knows they're BVOTR, the best value on the road. You're right. They have free internet and continental breakfast at most of their 1,000 hotels in North America, plus instant rewards with the Value Club. You'd better text dad to go to ABVI.com ASAP. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-414-1051. That's 1-800-414-1051. 1-800-414-1051. Call now. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. And you're now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. So this past weekend, as many of you know, a star was born at Old Trafford, Old Trafford, Old Trafford, there you go, at Old Trafford, Mr. Marshall, 
as the Americans would call him. No, Anthony Marcial scored a beautiful debut goal that had many pundits already comparing him to one Thierry Henry. The way he just destroyed Martin Skirtle and then hit it with the inside of his right foot coming off the left like that. It was it was very Henry-like. I know everybody, Gary Lineker was freaking out saying, hey, stop comparing him to everybody. Let him be himself, Mr. Most Expensive Teenager in the World. But, my God, when you saw that goal and the way he scored it, it was so Henri-like. It even reminded me of a goal that Henri scored against Liverpool back in, I think it was 04 at, uh, at Highbury. We broke down Jamie Carragher and Sammy Hippie and a few others. Well, now, anyway, with United third in the table, the Red Devils have an opportunity to narrow the gap at the top with their city arrivals who are still riding high, unbeaten, all wins. Well, this Sunday, Manchester United travel to the South Coast to take on Southampton at 11 a.m. Eastern. And I would like you to listen to the Rabble TV broadcast with Gaz and Adam. That's right. You remember them? Two of the blokes from Full Time Devils, the most popular United channel on YouTube. They will be calling the Southampton-Manchester United match live on Rabble.tv. And with Rabble, the concept is simple. All you got to do, tune into the TV broadcast, press the mute button, head over to Rabble.tv to listen to them sharing their analysis. With Rabble, you can listen to their broadcast on your desktop, your iOS app, and now through your mobile browser. Plus, join in by posting your questions or observations in the comment section. Be a part of these Rabble casts or create your own broadcast. Call one of your team's games. It's free. It's easy. It's a great way to cut your teeth as a broadcaster. Get yourself an audience. Call whatever game you want from the Premier League to Major League Soccer to Mexico to Argentina. Find a game in the North Pole and you want to call it. You can do it on Rabble.tv. It is beautiful. It's free. It's easy. It's Rabble. And be sure to join the full-time Devils on Rabble this Sunday, 1045 a.m. Eastern time. Rabble.tv, where it's your team and your call. Thanks to Rabble for their continued support of World Soccer Talk Radio. My name is Nate Abarea, joined in this edition of the show by Mexican soccer coverer. We'll, we'll call him Mexican soccer mind. Mexican soccer mind, John Arnold. And we've talked all about the telenovela that is Chivas Guadalajara. We've talked about some of the other favorite storylines in Liga Emeaki. Well, it's time to talk about the national team now. And everybody has their eyes on October 10th down there in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. It's being called the CONCACAF Cup, a spot in the 2017 Confederations Cup on the line. All sorts of money involved in this thing as well. Well, the 35-man preliminary rosters were named today by both Tuca Ferretti, the interim manager of L3, and Jurgen Klinsmann, the manager of the U.S. men's national team. And I'm going to shoot it to you, John. Any surprises? I mean, it's a 35-man roster. So there, there can't be too many surprises. So first off, you know, any, any shocking players not included on the Mexican side that, that you're seeing, or was it all kind of what you expected, and what are you making of, of this whole Tuca situation? It's, it's kind of odd in, in a few different ways. Well, the big thing, the big question was whether Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, and Guillermo Cho would be included. They're on the roster, so everyone's happy. Uh, these guys are among, I would say, Mexico's best 11 players, and yet we're not included on the roster for September friendlies. Now, of course, myself, other people who observe Mexican soccer, including the local press, was noting that the three players who were left off the roster were three of the players who were closest to previous manager Miguel Herrera, who was fired after the Gold Cup for an altercation with a commentator. Um, 
So Mexico insisted that it wasn't a suspension. Either way, they weren't on that roster, and now they are on this preliminary roster. So really that was the only question uh, whenever uh, this roster was announced uh, was would those games be on it? They're on it. I think it's a good thing for Mexico. The other interesting thing about Mexico's uh, call today is that you know, you're know you allowed 35 players for this provisional roster. Jurgen named all 35 uh, slots. Tuca did not. He named, uh, I think it was 31, 32. So he didn't even use all his slots. He said, these are the guys I'm going with. You know, I've got to make, he has to make nine cuts. Um, but you know, he's going to cut a goalkeeper. There's a couple guys who haven't appeared on the Mexican national team in some time who are probably pretty obvious cuts. So I think you have a Mexico team that, that Tuca's pretty well decided on if he does indeed take the Dos Santos brothers to Pasadena, to the Rose Bowl to play that playoff. It is a weird situation because you have Tuca, uh, rolling with Tigres, you know, that's his club team. That's his number one. And he's said over and over again, I'm not interested in taking this Mexico job. And, and I don't blame him. You know, it's a very tough, high-pressure job. The team is good, but the, the officials sometimes are not the easiest to deal with. And he really didn't say too much about those uh, omissions, those quasi-suspensions that I just spoke about. So that seems to maybe have been from the you know top as well, although who knows, that's just me speculating. So... It's, you know, it's a very interesting situation. I think that, that you know, the Mexican Federation wanted to find a big name to, to lead L3, and they couldn't really do it, and they knew that they had this playoff looming. They have qualifications starting soon as well. So they had to get somebody in there, and, you know, they found essentially one of Mexico's top club managers to take it for a spell. I don't think it'll continue, but I am fascinated to see who they're going to get. And if they do beat the United States, it's going to be very tough to uh, to see, you know, Tuca just leave a post that would certainly be very lucrative financially would be good for his career too although he's very experienced already so if mexico wins i'll be fascinated to see the overtures that mexico makes to try and keep tuca and and how well he's able to fend those off john that's exactly where i was gonna go with that imagine mexico beating the usa and and the treatment that tuca would be getting from everybody i mean just the 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 hero that he'd be treated as for winning one game against the USA and he's just going to walk away after that. No, I, I, I said I'm, I'm doing my four matches. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm going to go back to my club. I am not buying that in the slightest. I'm telling you, if they, if they, beat, if they beat the USA somehow, I could see Tuca Ferretti still being the manager of that team for the, well, whatever we want to call the long term. And there's a lot of other people <laughs> that, that are definitely uh, suspecting that as well. Now, I got to ask you about the Mexican view of what's going on with the USA right now, because Mexico have got their own dysfunctional family problems to worry about. They've got plenty of drama of their own. They don't need to, to worry about what's going on up north. But at the same time, there's got to be a, an occasional glance, especially during that Brazil match uh, back uh, last week. How do you think the, the Mexican, let's kind of take a, a, a few different looks at this, Mexican fans, the, the Mexican national team themselves, the players and, and the coaches, and even the media. How are they looking at, at the USA right now as they really hobble into Pasadena? Yeah, it's funny because I think that the fans and the press have, have always had, I don't want to say it, a diminished view of U.S. soccer, but you know, certainly a, an air of superiority that that comes with the backing of Mexico being better than the United States for a very long time. And Liga Mekis continuing to dominate Major League Soccer and club competitions, international club competitions like the CONCACAF Champions League. So I think there's always kind of a, oh, right, also they're doing this in the United States. But with that said, I think there's never been a time where the general Mexican soccer fan and indeed the Mexican media member 
respects the United States more than they do right now. Part of that, I think, is just increased awareness. You know, you see these stars move to MLS, you tune into a match, you say, oh, this is actually pretty, pretty high quality soccer, you know, for the Americas. And, and uh, you know, look at these big stars that are coming, some of them succeeding, but some of them struggling. Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, obviously moving to the Los Angeles Galaxy, has been a big uh, point of interest and in, in his matches are watched with a special keen eye. But I think with the national team, you know, I, I think that that Brazil match, it was right before the Argentina. If you were watching, you know, uh, Univision, one led right into the other. You saw the U.S. get demolished by Brazil. And then you saw Mexico put up a very good fight against Argentina and nearly take, you know, the victory, ended up getting a draw. Before that, that same friendly window, you had the United States beating Peru and Mexico really, really struggling to get a draw with Trinidad and Tobago. So I think that that day, the, the Brazil match and the Argentina match with the U.S. and Mexico, I think that really shifted the momentum. And I think that really shifted the general view of, uh, of the teams. You know, I think that the momentum shifted. I think that the how Mexican fans view the U.S. shifted. Because I think they were looking and saying, wow, this is a team that, yeah, they didn't win the Gold Cup. They didn't even make it to the final. But it's still a team that, it, you know, has a defined project. Unlike us, you know, we don't have a manager. It has talented players. But now you see them lose to Brazil like that. And I think there's, you know, a little bit more confidence than there was, especially after the result against Argentina. For the team itself, you asked how they're looking at it. They'll tell you, and I actually believe that they're looking at it like any other match. I think that players are smart enough to know that in a one-match playoff, you can't really, you know, you can't say, oh, we have the better form, or you can't say, oh, we just have the better talent. Everything has to be right, and if it's not, and you lose that one match, you don't get the tickets to the Confederations Cup. It's just that simple, and players will be well aware of that. Tuco will be well, well aware of that. And So I don't think that Mexico will be coming into the match overconfident. John, you talked about how the view of American soccer has has changed a little bit as far as Mexican fans uh, go, and definitely uh, as far as the Mexican media goes. And you bring up the the Miguel Herrera uh, punch at the airport in Philadelphia. The man who he punched was, of course, Christian Martinoli, who was the famous commentator from that night back in uh, October of 2013 when Graham Zussi scored the goal that helped Mexico back into the playoff against New Zealand and really just, quite frankly, saved Mexico's ass and and got them into the World Cup when the U.S. had nothing to play for. Graham Zussi scores the goal, and we all remember the the great call uh, from Martinoli. You know, we we love you forever and ever. The USA are are better than us. They've surpassed us. They've, they've rescued us. How much of that still still sticks around? Is there anything, you know, as we're coming up on, on two years after that famous night where, where Mexico could not get anything from Costa Rica and the USA with that win in Panama saved Mexico and really took Mexico to the World Cup? Is there anything left over, any appreciation left over after two years? Or, or is that pretty much gone and Graham Zeus, he got his moment in the Mexican sun? I think there's still a strange uh, amount of, well, not strange, maybe. There's just a, a high amount of love for Graham Zussi. Uh <laughs> When he plays for the national team, you know, in the U.S., their matches are shown here as well in the commentary. Oh, there's Graham Zussi, the guy who, you know, scored the goal against Panama, who helped, you know, I mean, it's always, that story will always be there for Zussi. And I think that the Mexicans, you know, remember that as they remember most things in their, their footballing history. You know, you get talking to some fans and pundits down here and, oh, you know, this in 86, in 90, 94, you know, they can just listen it off and and uh, just because it's always been such a big deal here so so they're so passionate about it many of the fans so not that that doesn't happen in the u.s but i think you see that here for sure uh, i would say that you know that moment has probably passed you know aside from being a remarkable kind of fact and, and something that you bring up whenever zeus is around it'll be you know they'll talk about it some in the build-up to this match but i don't think there's still any sentiment of kind of 
oh, we owe you one or anything like that, just because of how Miguel <laughs> Herrera, you know, he got his team turned around and they played pretty well in, in, in Brazil. So I think that that kind of, once that team played well in Brazil, I think that kind of absolved it of the 2013 uh, disaster that was the qualification campaign. John, two minutes left here with you, and it's it's the million-dollar question right now, or probably a lot more than just a million, but who's got the edge going going into this game with, with the way the U.S. Are, are, in many people's views, kind of hobbling into Pasadena, Mexico, with, with the whole Tuca situation, a lot of you know uncertainty in a lot of areas? Who, who do you give the edge to right now going into the game? I think that that Argentina match, and not only because it came after the, the U.S.'s defeat to Brazil, I think that really showed... Tuca, that he probably needs to stick with what this team knows, which is a 5-3-2 formation that Miguel Herrera established. He's going to play a one-off game. That's not the tactics that he would choose if he were the long-term manager, but I think that's exactly what he's going to do in Pasadena. Mexico knows how to execute that system. They understand it. Uh, and I think that that maybe gives them a little bit of the edge that they didn't have before that friendly because they were looking a little bit lost as far as their tactics, their direction, and, and even without a manager. So I think right now, I think Mexico actually has a little bit of the edge, which is completely in contrast to what I would have said uh, if you'd asked me that question you know, a week and a half ago, two weeks before Mexico played those September friendlies. John, you are uh, in the wild thing known as the Twitter sphere. You, uh, you, you've let people know that in 2014 you said many of things and wrote many of things, and that you would continue that uh, here in 2015. I assume you're going to continue it into 2016. How can folks get a hold of you in the Twitter sphere, John? Yeah, I'm at Arnold, comma, John. Spell it all out. Uh, and no H in John. <laughs> no no H in John. John Arnold, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. You are welcome back anytime. A true Mexican soccer mind and the ability to look at it from both sides of the border. Very much enjoyed this conversation. And uh, best of luck with all your work covering Liga MAX here in the uh, near and distant futures. And uh, hopefully we get to talk to you again uh, before October 10th. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Again, that was John Arnold. Check out his latest piece on WorldSoccerTalk.com and uh, follow his work as this Chivas Guadalajara telenovela continues down there in the Mexican top flight. Or will it head to the Mexican second division? Ah, teaser for a few months from now. World Soccer Talk Radio will be back with you after this break right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Don't go anywhere. Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 
Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure your process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Another huge thank you to John Arnold for joining us, talking all about Liga MAX, Chivas, and the Mexican national team, as well as the U.S. men's national team, as both those sides get ready for that big CONCACAF Cup on October 10th down in Pasadena. It has been over 100 days since Barcelona lifted the 2014-15 UEFA Champions League trophy after they defeated Juve 3-1 in Berlin. And finally, this week, it is time for... The champions to return and fill our weekday afternoons and evenings with joy as they're doing today. Now, if you are like me, you love putting your soccer expertise to good use by playing fantasy soccer. So what better way to enjoy the best players in the world than by playing one of the most unique fantasy soccer games out there? It's the Euro Fantasy League. With EuroFantasyLeague.com, you get to select your fantasy team from six of the major European leagues, including the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Ligue 1, the Dutch Eredivisie, and the Portuguese Primera Liga. So imagine picking a team that could feature Ronaldo, Aguero, Pogba, Zlatan, Rooney, and Messi. That's a halfway decent side, I'd say, or any other combination of world-class footballers. You can play for free or enter one of the $1 games or one of the $10 games where you have a chance to win prizes ranging from 500 all the way up to 500 thousand big ones plus you can choose between a typical fantasy game or a draft format and enter as many prize or challenge games as you would like this is your opportunity to show your expertise of european soccer by playing against other fans from around the world set up your free fantasy soccer game today at euro fantasy league 
EuroFantasyLeague.com. Again, head on over to EuroFantasyLeague.com. Proud supporters of World Soccer Talk Radio. For the gaffer, Chris Harris, the producer in the great city by the bay, Dom Jimenez, and again, our guest, John Arnold. My name is Nate Abarea. Signing off. Have a great rest of your soccer day. Talk to you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.